Good morning, everybody, gathered here and gathered online via our live stream. And welcome to our Good Friday service, uh, the day that we remember the crucifixion and death of Jesus Christ. An inexplicable expression of the love of God, a God who would choose to lay down his life for his friends. So today and on Sunday as well, Easter Sunday, we're going to engage the Good Friday Easter Sunday story via two texts, three I guess, the biblical texts, we're going to read those, but we're going to interweave that with a text called the Nicene Creed, and then interweave all of that with the text that is the music of Bach, putting the Nicene Creed to music. The Nicene Creed and the Bible, because it tells us, they tell us with words who Jesus is, and Bach, because sometimes words are not enough to fully express who Jesus is. Bach wrote the pieces that we're going to hear today and on Sunday to bring the words that of the creed describing who Jesus is to life, to vivify them, and to evoke, to evoke a deep sense of internalized beauty uh, that only music can bring. So that, in Bach's heart, people can know God more, really know who Jesus is more on this Good Friday. And so that is my hope that we will all, through all of that and then through the sacrament that we'll share together, um, enter into uh, the truth, uh, the magnitude, the suffering beauty of who the person of Christ is. And that he'll meet us in our suffering and in our beauty, in our isness through this time as well. Okay, before we jump into that, please join me in a prayer. Lord, as we enter into the mystery of that first Good Friday, an idea born out of the eternally wise mind of God, that this would be part of the way that this would be a crucial component in the macro story being told by God to humanity. As we enter into this day, help us to have kindled imaginations and open ears to hear what this all sounds like. Minds that understand the words that are being spoken and sung. And that through all of that, God, we would know that you're here by your Spirit in this place, here by your Spirit in each of our hearts. So meet us now, we pray. In Jesus, the crucified Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. The Nicene Creed begins with these words. We believe in one God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. And that opening line, we believe in one God, 
was put to music by Bach in a piece called Credo in Unum Deum. And through the music, Bach tried to capture the power, some of the power and essence of this most universal statement, starting the creed, saying this most universal truth, you know, in this most universal creed, celebrated and read in churches around the world, tried to capture it with music. And those creedal words have been, I tried to figure out the number all week, but I, I'd arguably say, say been, have been spoken by billions of people of every tongue and tribe over millennia since they were first penned in the 4th century. So to capture the scope of the Nicene Creed's opening words, we believe in one God, Bach set them naturally into a chorus, multiple voices pointing to multiple voices. And then he used a technique called stile antico, which was a really old form of music even for his day, signaling the timelessness of this piece, this truth. And then used even older forms, Gregorian chant kind of forms, to make that timeless truth point even more compellingly. So we're going to listen to just a minute or so of this piece, but listen to how it captures just a little bit of the universality of the phrase, we believe in one God, via the weaving together in such a beautiful way of all of those voices and instruments. That, in just a small way, begins to capture what a universal profession of faith might begin to sound like with all of those voices drawn together. And, and we, you and I, we're all part of that tribe gathered here on Good Friday. God's people, part of a very, very long, millennia long, longer than that in the mind of God, faith story. The creed continues. We believe in one God and in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, begotten from the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of the same essence as the Father. Through him, all things were made for us and our salvation. He came down from heaven. Now, there is way too much theology in all of that to try to explain, but bottom line, in a nutshell, it's all affirming who Jesus is, that Jesus is God, 
co-eternal with God the Father, sharing the same essence as God the Father. Jesus and the Father are one part of the Trinity when we weave the Holy Spirit in in a few minutes in the creed. And so, in a very real sense, God died on that Good Friday day. His son died. His son co-eternal with God the Father. I mean, if, if there was this inseparable oneness, then how did God not die in a way on that first Good Friday? Light of light, God of God. In this next piece, called Et Et in Unum Dominum. We're going to turn the volume up a little bit more on this one because I didn't think it was loud enough, but I'm behind the speakers. Bach tries to capture the two-in-oneness of Jesus and the Father. What an inexplicable thing, right? I mean, the church for millennia has tried to figure out the Trinity and Jesus and God, the Father being one and separate and one. Uh, it's, it's just beyond understanding in terms of rationality but less so in terms of musicality. Bach tries to capture that two-in-oneness by putting the creed, those words, into a duet. Two voices, symbolizing father and son, woven together, singing over and beneath and beside and alongside one another. The stronger voice pointing to the father, the softer one to the son. So this is what this very ununderstandable doctrine of Jesus and the Father being one, that Jesus who died on Good Friday, the, the oneness of Jesus and the Father, this is what it might sound like.
switch of tone you heard at the beginning of the next piece that Bach wrote um, is referencing that last line and what follows in the creed. He came down from heaven. The coming down of Jesus from heaven is called the incarnation. Bach called the piece we're next going to listen, or that we just heard from, et incarnatus. So this is incredible. We say it all the time in churches. But Jesus, God, took on a human body, came to us in Christ. The, the one who was God from God, co-eternal with the Father, sharing the same essence of the Father, light from light, true God from true God, true God took on human flesh. As real as the flesh that you're taking on right now. With all of our frail limitations and risks and vulnerabilities. So the creed goes on to explain that incarnation. He became incarnate by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary and was made human. He was crucified for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And so Bach wrote music to capture this incarnating of Christ and this suffering through a crucifixion with ever-descending tones, which, I mean, you hear that last little bit and it changes you, right? We're in a different place now, a different part of the story. And through those descending tones, we can feel what it is for God to come down to our place, to take on the nature of a servant, to be obedient to death, as Paul writes, even death on a cross. And to capture the inexplicability of the mystery of that move, Bach also writes all kinds of dissonance into their music. And so we sang that a little bit at the outset with O Sacred Head, a hard song to sing. I was reminded eight times this morning. Um, but a good song to sing because that dissonance kind of puts us a little off balance because really that God would do this for Dissonance captures the incongruence of suffering and the painful strains of humiliation and death. And those same tonal qualities and that kind of music is what Bach wrote into the piece we're next going to listen to called Crucifixus. And we're going to listen to it in just a second. But first, let me explain how this is all going to work. We all wanted to do it, right? Thanks. Okay, the Jesus who is God, true God of true God, light of light, co-eternal with the Father, 
is the God who came to give his life, a life given that we celebrate through Holy Communion. He came to save the entire cosmos and calls us to remember what he did through this taking and eating of the bread and this drinking of the cup. Christ died for the complete forgiveness of all of our culpable sins and our unculpable sins, all of the brokenness in the cosmos. And so we're going to take care, partake of communion now, but a little bit differently than we normally do. Um, I'm not going to say that this is the bread representing the body of Christ, nor that this juice represents the blood of Christ shed for the complete forgiveness of all your sins. Um, even though I just said it, we're just going to pass those things out while I read the Good Friday story, which will then be followed up with Bach's Crucifixus, which will be up on the screen, the words for that. Not to sing along, but just for you to follow along. So when you receive the bread or the juice, um, you can hold it for a while because you'll have a little bit of time um, uh, and take it at will. Um, we won't all be doing that together. And then after the bread is distributed, when the music starts, we'll distribute the juice and do the same. Everybody's nodding on that? Okay. All right. As you hear the gospel reading now, use your imaginations and go there. Smell the Mediterranean air that day. Hear the people all talking and whispering. Stand there on the edge of that time-turning, hinging scene and hear the scoffers scoff. Notice the light changing later on in the story as things grow darker and darker and dark. And then as you hear Bach's crucifixus, listen for those descending tones and, and feel the pain in the dissonance of the melody. Be there in the kind of mournful journeying to the cross cadence of how the song plays out. It's, it's, in my mind, you can almost imagine Christ walking to the top of that hill. And feel the suffering in the E minor tone. Easter Sunday will be D major. But today, E minor. And as at the very end, the melody slows. See, hear, feel Christ about to take his last breath. And then silence. So here's the story of the first Good Friday from the Gospel of Mark. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. And then they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, a painkiller, analgesic. But he did not take it. And they crucified him. Dividing up his clothes, they cast lots to see which each would get. It was nine in the morning when they crucified him. The written notice of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. 
they crucify two rebels with him, one on his right and one on his left. And those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, so you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from your cross and save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, this King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those crucified with him also heaped insults on him. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi. Lema Sabathani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, Listen, he's calling Elijah. Someone ran, filled a sponge with wine, vinegar, and put it on a staff and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down, he said. And then, with a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the Roman centurion who stood there in front of Jesus saw how he died, he said, Surely this man was the Son of God.
Lord, thank you for doing something uh, that arguably none of us will ever fully understand. Thank you for showing us how far love goes, how deeply it's willing to suffer for the sake of others. For showing us what it means to be truly human. In a messed up and broken world that crucifies God. In our world, giving evidence to how broken we are yet again and always, it seems, through wars and rumors of wars and hatred and anger and gossip. The way we hurt one another. The way we hurt you. Thank you for not responding in kind and for your grace and your mercy, your love, your forgiveness here exemplified in the taking of the Holy Sacrament in the reading of the Good Friday story in the experiencing of the communion of saints Nicene, Nicene Creed reading people here gathered and around the world gathered and over time Thank you for doing what you did, being who you are. We pray. We pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.